You are listening to the People-Centric Podcast, where we talk through the toughest challenges that people face at work and give practical advice to fixing those challenges. Thanks for joining our movement to create workplaces that are happier, healthier, aligned, and empowered by putting people at the center of all that we do. Hey, people-centric leaders. Every once in a while, we see an article online or in online or on the, in the newspaper or in a magazine, or we hear a story from a client that jumps out to us. I don't know why I felt the need to give the shout out to all the different forms of media there. And do you really read a newspaper, like an actual newspaper? Absolutely. I get the Springfield Business Journal. Oh, oh well, but that's like a art. That's like a magazine. Yeah, there. That's I a magazine. Like- traditional newspapers they like our local paper they keep they for so long keeps mailing it to us and we're like but you can pay for it if you want and we're like no and then they just kept sending it to us (laughs) wow all of our newspaper listeners right now are like wait hey i'm just trying to listen to your podcast then you come in and bash my industry no there's it's good. I get so all of my news online. I pay for the paywall online. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, and this one came from the a newspaper. I read the newspaper on the internet. I pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. Just saving trees over here. So like my- physical paper is what threw me off. There you go. Media folks. This yeah. And so this, <laughs> this was actually an article from fortune.com. Which was which is was apparently pulled up from a paywall because I am unable to read the full article, but somebody else was able to read it. So my bad. Uh, no, it's okay. That's all right. Obviously, Diana has a subscription to Fortune.com, which apparently she could get because there's some good articles in there. But uh, somehow somebody else got uh, my wife got Julie got a uh, shout out to her who's probably editing this podcast in the future here. Uh, she found the same article and she was reading it to me uh, just last night. And it's an interesting article and it talks about a four day work week trial. And Diana, were you the one that shared that article? Do you want to give us like the, you want to give us just the highlights of that? Yeah. So they've been doing this study. I forget where in Europe it's in Europe somewhere. They've been doing a study about a four day work week and if it affects productivity and the outcome, in comparison to a five-day work week, right? So the outcome of this study, this one single study, is that four days compared to five days does not affect productivity, like at all. So it was kind of interesting. Has no negative impact. So you can accomplish Correct. in four days what you could also accomplish in five. Is that Correct. Is that the 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 idea that? So yes. that that's a topic that has bounced around a lot and especially with the pandemic in terms of like flexible work time and is it really important to be at work from 8 to 5 those types of things. And so we thought that would be a really good discussion for us to have. Now, our goal for this discussion, if you're listening to this, uh, most of you probably listening do not have control of whether you get to go to a four-day work week or not, or a five-day work week. However, as we've explored this topic a little bit, it brings up several different areas that I think are beneficial and insightful for both employees and employers around this topic. And the ideas are going to be like, is a four? why would a four-week work week, four-day work week work better than a five day? Like what would that, what, where would that boost in productivity potentially come from? And then should, what, what should be the philosophy around that? Like, do we need to have butts and desks to get stuff done? 
you know, and I think there's a lot of considerations that go along with that. So we've got our team out. Matt is out speaking in uh, Northwest Missouri today. He's out there. He had to head out that direction. He got in at like 2.30 a.m. last night. I don't know if you saw his post or not, but he got there like 2.30 in the morning last night so that he could speak at an event at eight o'clock so that he could make sure that he caught a basketball game in uh, for, for his son, uh, who is a rising star on the uh, basketball team there in high school. But uh so we miss Matt Griswold today, but we've got our team here today. We've already heard from Diana. We've already heard from Bethany and we've already heard from Stephanie. So I don't have to do the banter from everybody individually because you get to hear of all, all of us here. So four day work week, I guess my first question is what's going on. Is it possible that a company could go from a five day work week to a four day work week and still maintain that level of productivity? Is that possible? What do you th- What are your thoughts? I'm going to be real honest. <laughs> there are moments in most of my days that I'm not doing actual work work. Sorry, Don. I'm sorry. Hmm. So I feel like if hmm. we, if, if there, I know, put a note in my file, just write it down, put a note. Um, so I feel like if, if I needed to move all of my work and condense it and say like, Diana, all the work you do in five days, you now have to do in four. I could eliminate some of those moments where I'm not as productive and shift it into productivity. I feel like I could do that. This is just personal. Okay. So you're not working a lot of the time, even when you're at work <laughs> is what you just said. That's that all I can hear right now. So that's all I can hear the, the revelation of that. Well, if you really want to know, I could take a couple of days off and just forward you all of my work and you could see how that goes. Just see how that goes. And then what I would probably see is a 90 hour work week for me and wonder how the <laughs> heck you have space in your, your normal work week or are you working that much? That's um, right. But you bring up a good point of like, so let's be realistic about something. When we're at work, are we always working? No. Some no. days it feels like it though. I was going to say to Diana's point, like um, there are like, we do a lot of meetings and we have, we're a pretty meeting heavy uh, uh, type of work. I don't know the type of work we do. We're just in meetings a lot of the time. And so it is kind of easy to fill a, a whole day with meetings and not really have a lot of just downtime. Um And so, you know, if we do get a little bit of downtime, I feel like we really need it. And so like for us specifically to be able to, to, I don't know, I just don't know if it would be more productive or if it would just be more stressful actually to be, to be able to say, okay, I have one less day that I have to squeeze meetings into. (laughs) And that just feels like I will never have a moment to breathe. And then and then I will get one extra day to rest. And then I have to do that all over again. I don't know if that would be fun or not, if it would be helpful or not. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I think you bring up a really great point with this is like the nature of the work that you do kind of is being the linchpin for whether this might really work or not. Um, Cause I can think back on my own life and I've had some jobs where it was like, yeah, like I kind of found myself having quite a bit of free time during the day. And even if I was you know, hitting all of my scorecards out of the park. I had just a lot of flexible time throughout the day um, where I probably could have done all my work in like four tens or even four eights or four sixes in some seasons. Um, And then I, I think about what we do now. And like you said, Bethany, of like, 
we do a lot of meetings and because we're, um, you know, falling in line with a lot of other people's schedules, it would make it kind of challenging for us to switch to a very strict four-day work week. So instead, we kind of just adopt a more flexible time policy of knowing that our schedules do ebb and flow and kind of being able to take advantage of slow moments. Yeah, I like that. So, I mean, I think we identify the idea that it's hard to be busy all the time, right? I think we've all had those different jobs where you go to work. I know like even when I was in production and we ran like uh, my, my very first job was at a corn plant in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, right? And we ran, we were making uh, dried corn starch and ethanol and all the different products from corn. Um, you're welcome. And one of the things that, you know, we had to be there during certain shifts, right? So like if you were there during first shift, you had to be there from seven to three. Well, some days we would come in and from seven to three, it's like, you're, you're, you're hustling. Like you get that, you get in at maybe six o'clock or six 30 or something like that to really do, to do the shift change. And then you are just go, 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 go. The equipment's shut down. You're having to work really hard. You're having to run through, through stuff. And a lot of times the shifts would even overlap. And if something was a problem in production, a lot of times we'd have to hold shifts over and then people would have to work 10 or 12 or longer hours to work, to keep everything going. And boy, you were just constantly run, run, running. And then there were other days there where the process was running really well and really efficiently. And we would spend a lot of time chatting and drinking coffee in the break room or in the, not in the break rooms, but in the control rooms, right? So you're kind of watching things and you're kind of letting things go. Um, we had the philosophy, you know, I, I, we had a new employee that started when I was a supervisor there who uh, came in and we were, it was about, uh, we were out working on something in the plant and at the nine o'clock morning, the 9 a.m. break came up and you're supposed to get like a 10 or 15 minute break at nine o'clock. And we were trying to finish something up. Um, and the person came to me and says, well, it's our break time. Uh, I'm going to go take a break. And the other operators kind of looked at him and I just said, you can take your break. It's allotted. Like you could go take that right now. But once we finish this, like this is the big thing we have to do today. Once we finish this, we're going to have some time. Um, what, how do you want to run this? Do you want to run this where like you get the break at nine and then another one at this time and another one at this time? Or do you want us to be, if you'll be a little flexible with me, I think you'll find you might actually get more time to relax a little bit. Um, if, if we can work through things and he, he elected to, to take the flexible option. And then a couple of weeks later, he commented to me, he's like, I do appreciate that when it's busy, we're busy when it's not, we, it's okay to not be. Um, cause I think we recognize that people don't work all the time. Do you think there's bosses out there that are surprised if we say like your employees aren't working eight hours a day, even if they're in the office? I mean, again, I am going to be super honest. I and more of that like authoritarian leader. I want people to just like go to work and do their work. And like, I don't want to mess with it too much. It's not very people centric. I get that. I don't belong here. But what I'm saying, is, <laughs> I'm kidding. I do belong here. Um, thank you, Bethany. So, but what I mean, what I mean by that is I don't, I understand the thought of like, no, I'm, I have done everything I can to eliminate my employees ability to slack off, right? I, there's a firewall. They can't look at social media. I don't like them talking to each other very much. I make sure I'm walking around and like watching what they're doing. And so I think there is some element of certain types of bosses being like, no, my employees are working when they're working and I have fed them a lot of work and they have a lot of work and this is what they're doing. Um, but I think if you're 
really honest with yourself, that's probably A, not healthy, and B, not accurate. Because I know that I have worked in those environments with those types of leaders, and I still find time in my day to like stand behind the column and just be like, oh my gosh, I'm so busy, and I'm crazy, and it's tiring. Or to take a break. Do what? Just take lots of bathroom breaks. So I was just going to say that or like go into the bathroom and like text. Like, yeah, I don't think it's possible to like work a hundred percent of the time while you're at work. I was going to say that too, of like, I don't know that it's actually like humanly possible to sustain working that many hours at a time of, I'm even trying to think of like an example of like, even if you're doing like line work, like you still have to kind of take breaks because we all know that if you sustain that type of work for too many hours, like the level of quality starts to to drop off because at the end of the day, like we are human beings, not robots. And we can't perform like those same tasks over and over and over again to perfection. And so I think like, um, for me, like, that's one thing I, I've definitely had a boss before that, like, was like, well, oh yeah, you should be working every hour, every minute that you're here. And if you're slacking off at all, then this is a problem. And the reality was just like, that just wasn't realistic. And I can even remember doing like, um, a productivity audit on myself of like just tracking my hours and figuring out like, when was I most productive in the day? And then trying to like show that to my boss and being like, okay. Cause so like, if you see me working these hours, then that's actually probably when I'm getting most of my work done during the day. So then if you see me doing this in the afternoon, it's because I already accomplished as much and like trying to help put some sense to this. That's a really imperfect science and a little bit individualized too. Yeah. That's a funny, um, if nobody's ever tracked their time at work, it's, it's a, it's horrible. (laughs) I'm just saying I've done that before too, where it was like, I had a, I had a, a company that I worked for that was like, wanted us to track our time to see how, you know, just to to get an idea of like how much time we're spending on certain tasks, just to get a good understanding of that. I don't think there was no like punishments or anything like that. Like, I think they were just trying to learn how we worked and where we were spending most of our time. But like doing that to your point, Stephanie, I remember like looking at that and being like, wow, I feel like I'm really, (laughs) I don't feel like I'm as productive as I feel like I am. Like, it looks really bad. There's a, we did something like that when I was at 3M, we did a study of engineering time that you would expect to spend on something and then versus how much time you actually spend on something. And we figured out that the typical engineer uh, spends about nine or 10 hours a day at the office and they do about four or five hours of work. Um, the rest of the time, and where's the lost time going? It goes when you're switching tasks. A lot of times it's not all like you're sloughing off and just drinking coffee or hanging out or chatting or those kinds of things. It's that, or it's the times when, when you are like, you've been doing it too long, like Stephanie said, and you're just, your productivity starting to drop. You feel like you're really busy, but feeling busy and being busy and productive are two very different things. You feel like oh, I've been sitting here and slogging away through this spreadsheet or through this thing I have to do. Uh, and, or working on this, you know, the assembly line of doing the same thing over and over again. And over time, your productivity will drop. And it's interesting. The research shows that the productivity starts to drop after one hour. Um, after one hour, you should give yourself uh, some change in direction. Have you heard that before? I have not. I think I've heard that before. I thought it was three hours in my brain. It was three hours, but one hour does make sense. Like it makes sense that 
we can't focus deeply on something for longer than an hour. I mean, our attention spans are something like 30 seconds now. So even to get an hour seems like a lot. I'm sorry. What were you saying? I lost lost track of what you were were talking about. See what I did there? Yeah. Yeah, squirrel. Um, I was thinking too, while you were talking about that, Donna, of like even the research that's been done kind of on the opposite end of this, like we're talking about like shortening the work week, but then there's also been research done on the other side saying like, do you actually accomplish more if you work more than 40 hours a week? And they show like, there's some significant drop-off points after like 50 hours a week where you are just insanely less productive and less effective at the work that you're doing. So I think, um, you know, it's, it's kind of this paradigm of like finding yourself in the middle of these two studies and going like, okay, I kind of know that this doesn't work, but I also have no idea how this would work. Yeah. So here's the, I mean, here's the punchline from this part of this is that we are distinguishing, if you're hearing us talk between the idea of being at work and actually doing the work, we're distinguishing between those two things. So when we first start, talk, started talking about this four day work week idea, we said, it's a little bit like the old argument about the open office layout. It really depends on the nature of the work and those types of things, but it's not about being at work. It's about how much can you, how productive are you? How can you do the work? And there's a lot of interesting research that shows like the productivity of the work happens better in like short bursts. Uh, Because if you think about an hour, like I, I threw that out there, you work for an hour. And when I say work, by the way, there's different types of work, right? When I say work for an hour, I mean, sitting down doing one thing for an hour, like I'm going to do this one thing, I'm going to focus on this one thing for an hour, I'm going to build this thing, I'm going to have this discussion, I'm going to work on this tool or develop this thing or write or whatever that is. After about one hour, you are starting to decrease in your productivity. It doesn't mean that you can't do anything after an hour, by the way. It's not like it's not like in minute 61, your brain just goes dead and you can't do anything, but you're starting to slow down. What is interesting is the amount of time to recharge to get back up to full speed can be very fast. It can be less than five minutes. Um, all it takes is you just take a second to stand up, to look around, to think about something else, to just kind of relax, to disengage your brain for a second and then go back to it. So getting up, that's why people take like water cooler breaks and they get up and they walk to the next, to the next room. It's why, like when we've had discussions, like Beth and I were talking sometimes in our line of work, we're booking meetings with people. So the calendar might say, okay, we're gonna have a meeting, do a meeting, do a meeting, do a meeting, do a meeting. And in a zoom world, now you can have those meetings. I've had up to, I, I, I counted one day, I had 13 meetings in one day. That was probably my record. I don't know. I haven't gone around and looked at it, but I remember I had one day with 13 meetings. Insanity. 13 meetings in one day. And they were back to back. I mean, no breaks at all in any of those things. So, I mean, it was back to back to back to back. So I was jumping off of one call, jumping onto another one and just handling those different areas, which takes some preparation, by the way, you can't do that all in one day. You have to have stuff ready to go for each of those, those discussions. But at the end of the day, I don't think I've ever felt so tired. I mean, I was exhausted and I know that my, I was probably not on my A game by that afternoon. Like, so you do have to think about like, in terms of productivity. Now, one of our discussions earlier, and I jump in on this one was like in the nature of our work, if we did push all of those things into four days, we were talking about how it might have a negative impact on the type of work that we have. Anybody want to talk more about that? Yeah, I think Bethany was saying like, if we if we crammed more meetings into less days, right, then it would be harder because you are 
jumping your mindset, you're changing, you're changing clients, you're changing thought processes, you're changing patterns, and you're jumping from like maybe really high level stuff to kind of in the weeds. And you kind of have to go back and forth on those things. And it, that might cause you to not be as effective because you are trying to get more done in less time and your brain tires. Like you only, like you were saying an hour of focus, right? Like you would get tired doing that much more quickly than if you spread it out over that extra day. Yeah. Like, is it worth it to squeeze them all into one less day so that you have a full day of rest? Sometimes some, maybe sometimes it is, I don't, it depends, but I think like what we've talked about before too, and I don't, I don't, sorry if I'm shifting on this too early, but I think that like, we've talked about the way that we sort of compensate for that is we just have a flexible time off so people can take off whenever they need to really, as long as we're just getting our work done. Right. And so, um, if I have a day like in a week that I don't have a lot scheduled, or if I need, if I know I want to take that day off, then I can try to not schedule anything then. And then I can just take it. Um, and that's been really helpful. Or if I just even need an afternoon and I'm like, Hey, I've got something else I need to take care of, or, um, I just want to take that time or whatever. We can just make that, we can just make that work. I've seen people too, I think, and, and how that works and why that works too for us is that be, not everybody's off at the same time. <laughs> so work is still getting done for the business. And I think we've seen um, and heard of other companies too, who are like, okay, we're all going to go to four, four days a week that we're going to work. Um, or we're going to take these, you know, these two weeks off all together every year at the same time. And the whole, we're just going to close down the company for two weeks or whatever. And those are really like good ideas. Like I get, I get why you're trying to do that, but it can also be more stressful because then you're, you're still having to get all the same work done. You're just putting yourself on like a tighter schedule. Um, and so work is having to halt for everybody. Um, and, and I think that just puts more stress on your team sometimes. So I don't know. That's what I think. I agree with all of that. There's certain types of work that like, like manufacturing is probably a really good example that I think of lots of types of manufacturing could be a really good candidate to go to a four day work week, especially if it's like a small shop manufacturing where people are working five day work weeks. Uh, I can think of a cabinet shop that we worked with that switched from a five day, eight hour work day, work week to a, a 10 day, four hour work week. Uh, no, four day, 10 hour work week. There we go. That's better. Got uh, it. Yep. Yeah, we got it around. We, we fixed it. Uh, but the idea is that the nature of their work, though, is very customized, like they're doing customized cabinetry stuff. So their work, they're constantly changing directions during the course of the day. It's evolving. And that's when I think we we can work for longer periods of time is if you're sitting there doing one task over and over and over and over again, after about an hour, I think it starts to dissolve. If you're changing direction through the course of the day, I think that helps you a little bit because I think that helps you switch your brain a little bit more. And especially if you're doing physical work, I think that helps a little bit beyond the physical side of that. I think it helps your brain to switch. And so I think that is a little bit more in terms of helps you in terms of productivity. So I think if you're a production shop trying to get something done, having people work longer, but for less days, so they get more days off, I think could be an opportunity. Mm-hmm. It may be though, I don't want to discount. I think there's, there might be people who are listening to us and be, you know, thinking like, no, you guys are just completely missing the point. And maybe, and maybe we are, maybe there's a side of this too. That's like, 
well, in order to do this, maybe you have to adjust like the, the work, the amount of work that you're doing too. And so we talked a little bit about that too, of like, for us, it would be hard to do this because there's still this certain amount of work that has to get done and the the certain amount of clients that we have to, you know, that we're working with and that we need to meet needs for and to accommodate schedules and set stuff. So, so maybe the point is that like, yes, this is possible and it could be really good for you, but that also means you probably have to adjust the amount of work that you're doing to, to make it feasible um, as well. Yeah. And that can't just be, Hey, I'm tired. I'm tired and I'm doing too much. I got too much stuff. Like if you're an employee, don't go to your boss. Like after this one said, I'm tired. I got too much work to do. This is too tiring for me. I think that to establish that you have to take some idea of what a typical capacity of work should be for people. I think as a work, you should have some idea of what that standard looks like. We've spent some time kind of taking snapshots of different times in our, in our history of saying how many people do we have working and how many clients do we have and how many hours are we working and what does that feel like? <clears throat> and we've, we've established a little bit of a standard for what kind of a range of work is normal. So we have an idea of like, wow, that's, if we have this many clients and this many people, this is too little work. And if we have this much, it's probably too much work. So we have kind of an idea of what that is so that we can, we can establish that because we get used to it. You know, you get used to a certain workload after a while. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's almost, it's almost a bigger strategic discussion that you guys, you know, the teams have to have is understanding like, where do you want to, where do you want to go? What's your end goal? Is it more like, do you want to have a little bit more balance in your work and life? And if that's a priority, then, then you're not prioritizing as much, um, you know, revenue or, or things like that. And so then you have to identify, like, do we need to decrease our sales goals? Do we need to to just identify like what is our capacity of like how many people are we going to be working with at a time um, and and then adjust like your bigger picture goals for that um, to make that work and just know what the sort of what the pros and cons are, which kind of goes back to one of our other topics we just did on growth, um, actually. And so if growth is not your goal, this might be really great for you. But maybe that's a maybe that's too uh, extreme of a thing to say, too. I'm not sure. And I'll add that there is a bill in the house right now that is asking to amend the Fair Labor Standards Act from a 40-hour work week to a 32-hour work week. So that is a bill in the house. It's not going to go anywhere. They're just going to let it die. But it's there. Um, and I think I think the the reasoning behind that is we are more productive as as a society in general with the internet and all the interconnectivity. And so like, what does it mean to be productive? Where does that lie in like this bigger economical standpoint? And so I just think the, the idea of that economic like pressure, as well as the idea of just the internal micro pressure from yourselves and as an individual all collides in this like weird what is productive conversation. And I just think that that is fascinating. Yeah. When you measure productivity in hours, I think that's where that's non-people centric. And I think there, there may be, somebody could be coming up with an idea in a specific industry that I'm not thinking of. They're like, no, it is hours of productivity. Like it's, it's that, but we have measured that that way for a really long time, but an hour of work is not equal to an hour of work. 
Like we've talked about that. It's, it depends a lot on the type of work and all that stuff. It's difficult to get an idea of that. It should be the work product that's put out there. I think even the idea of saying like, we're going to go to a 32 hour work week, there's countries like France that have set standards like that. But I fear that yeah, with friends that have worked in France and spent some time there, I think the the fear is there is a little bit of a culture that has also erupted of entitlement, not empowerment of saying, no, I'm going to not take this time off. And I think it has impacted productivity. And if you look at engagement levels by country, it's impacted. The US actually has some pretty high engagement levels versus others um, in terms of productivity. So um, I think if it's we focus too much on the hours, then you're going, people are going to be, I think that's that that tends to demotivate people. If I go to you guys and I'll say, I need at least eight hours of work from each of you every day. That's, I don't think anybody feels inspired by that. I don't know, maybe you do. Yeah, Don, can you talk a little bit more about the entitlement versus empowerment? Because I know that you have some good thoughts around that. And I think this would be a good time to like share. Yeah, and I think this is a good, it's it's a good lead in from this conversation about the the work week. Like we're going to go to a four-day work week. The the when we talk about being people-centric, we think about two different things. We talk about being empowered and aligned. And it's really bringing those two things up together. So empowered means for an individual, it means making yourself more powerful. And then aligned means making other people more powerful. For a company, you think about it as what does the individual need? And then for the alignment, it's what does the company need? The best companies have a balance between the two things. It's not that we do everything for the employees. It's that the employees are constantly working to make the team better and themselves better at the same time. It's they're finding that balance and working together. What you get when you do that successfully is you earn engagement. People feel like they're part of something bigger than themselves. I can figure out how to contribute myself to a bigger team, which is how we're hardwired to be as humans. When that gets out of balance, that empowerment and alignment gets out of balance and it gets out of balance towards empowerment. So it's all about me and my power. Then you start to get entitlement. And I think ideas of focusing too much on when are you at work? or I'm going to give you more time off or that kind of thing. Those can be entitlement issues. If it's more about focus on this is the stuff that we need to accomplish as a team together. And I'll be a little bit flexible with you in terms of if I can on how we accomplish that, uh, then I think you have an opportunity to earn engagement. Did I answer that question, Diana? Was that good? Yeah, that was good. That's exactly where I wanted you to go with it. Cause I think you're right. I think People are trying to have this conversation because we're trying to find work-life balance and we're trying to find the best way to be productive and employers want more productivity and employees are like, I'm stressed out and tired. And so they're trying to figure all this stuff out. But I really think it goes to that empowerment and alignment. I feel very empowered at my job to do what I need to do. I'm very aligned. So I'm getting things done in the right way at the right pace meeting the priorities. And then I do know that when I need to take time off, I just take the time off and I'm okay to do that because I have worked hard and I'm aligned and I understand the goals and I am passionate about what I'm doing. And so it makes all of the work part easier when you're empowered and aligned. Yeah. And you're, you're productive as all get out, right? You're very productive. I think, I think so. You get a lot of stuff done. So, I mean, I think I think that's the point. That's why we wanted to talk about this is it's not I, so many times, you know, companies, when you think about impacting your culture, 
we're looking for something that we can change and it's the basketball goal or the chili cook-off or the potluck supper or the four-hour work week I keep saying four hour work week, four day work week. There's a book called the four hour work week, which yeah. mm-hmm. is kind of funny because the author of that book comments in the book that it takes a lot more than four hours a week to write that book. So it's kind of a myth, <laughs> right? uh, but it's not going to be those things that you do. It's really is going to be focus on the work that needs to be done as a team and then focus on what, how can I continuously help my team to feel more powerful in getting that work done? And then also feel like they're doing that together. And then let that lead you to what could the conclusion is that maybe it's not a five day work week. Maybe it is a four day work week, or maybe it's not a 10 hour work day or an eight hour work day, or maybe there are breaks during the day. Maybe it's longer time at work. There's companies like Google who talk about how they want their employees to spend more time at work, which is why they do more things at work. Like you can like nap stations and ping pong tables and things like that. They want their employees to work together because they think that some of that free time builds a lot of creativity. Um, you really have, it shouldn't be focused on the things that you do. It should be focused on why you're doing that so that it's really more people centric empowerment alignment. So good. Any final thoughts here from our team on this idea of the four day work week? Are we going to go to a four day work week? I'm in favor of it, but I also very much love our flexibility. So, you know, let's just say we're, it's not off the table and it's not on the table. I don't know. Okay. There you go. Sometimes we do have a four day work week. That's what I would say. Sometimes we do. Not all Mm -hmm. the time. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I feel like with our flexible schedule, like if somebody had put in, man, just a ton of hours earlier in the week, then nobody would kind of blink if they were like, Hey, well, I'm just going to then be off on Friday. Um, so yeah, I think that that flexibility and some of that is just also like what I'll say about our team and being newer on the team too, is like, We also deeply care about each other as people. We acknowledge that we're human beings who have lives outside of this and that sometimes like the hours just do need to change and it does need to look different this week because of what's happening in our lives. Um, So I would even challenge people to think about that. If like, even if it's not eliminating a day, like do your hours actually support your team right now and the culture that you want to have with them? So um, yeah. I'm kind of same, same as saying, I'm like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no to a four day work week, but also I don't want to give up any of the flexibility I have now. Thank you. <laughs> Love that. Well, that's great. I, I'm in agreement too. And I kind of, I like what Bethany said earlier, just from a practicality standpoint is if we always had a four day work week and we had to combine all the stuff that sometimes happens in a week into four days, I could see four days of 13 meetings each and just getting crushed on that. But I also like the point too, that I'm also doing something wrong. If I'm always having 13 meetings a day, I'm there's something wrong. That's not designed well into my role, which goes into other discussions too. So I think our conclusion here is it's not about the four day work week here. It's about more things. It's about being people centric. It's about the other systems that we talk about that help people to be uh, aligned and empowered in their jobs. It's those two things, which means that the team needs to know why they do what they do and then know whether they're being successful in that at the end of the day. If you do that, you could have a seven day work week and people will still be happy and feel good about that as long as they can find some balance in their lives. Uh, or maybe it is a three day work week, you know, whatever it is, those aren't the answers. It's going to be how you work with your team. So great topic today. I love it. We brought some good discussions up and we'll see maybe if we do get that four day weekend in uh, sometimes or three day weekend. I'm doing terrible with the numbers today, but whatever they are, numbers maybe are your too thing much. too. Like you're usually the numbers person. You must be really tired. Have you I, worked many hours this week? I have had a lot of meetings this week. So maybe I saw, I have some time 
actually, my meetings are to think are over by about three o'clock today. So I think maybe I'll take the rest of the afternoon off. So uh, love it. If y'all need me, you're dead to me. Forget it. I don't want to hear about you, but (laughs) thanks everybody for joining us on this week's podcast and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the People Centered Podcast. We are so grateful for you joining us every week. If you like this content, please like and subscribe. Also feel free to share on your social media with everyone that you know. It really does help us. If you would like to contact us, I have put our information in the show notes. Please reach out anytime. We love hearing from you. We will be back next week with a new topic. Until then, be well and lead well.